Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. For a long time with McDonald's, and it's mostly McDonald's, you don't, you don't necessarily hear of a lot of other fast food places uh, where people are mixing up the food and coming up with their own uh, ways of uh, serving it or hacks uh, on different, uh, different ideas to combine, you know, like salads and fries and gravy and, and all sorts of stuff. But McDonald's, uh, people seem to love to order a few things and just mash them all together. Right. And I guess McDonald's has gotten word of this. Uh, I'm sure they have over time. And, and I don't know if this is a Canadian thing, an American thing, or what's going on. But they're going to have, for a very limited time, a menu hack where you'll be able to order up and assemble yourself some of these more beloved McDonald's oh. hacks that customers have done. Yeah. Now, this is a very simple one. The hash brown McMuffin. All right. You just take your sausage McMuffin. Yep. And you take your hash brown and you just put it inside the sandwich. Oh, okay. That's a simple one. That's good. At one point they had a wrap that had kind of all the same things in it. With yeah. The scrambled egg and hash brown and, and the sausage. But I've, I read recently that they might be getting rid of the wraps. The bagel sandwich, too, I yeah. believe, is, is gone. Which I kind of like. Their, their um, BLT mm-hmm. on the bagel was really good. Um, but then it gets a little more complicated. So you can get something called the Crunchy Double. This is a double cheeseburger. But you add a layer of McNuggets at the bottom and then drizzle them with barbecue sauce. Wow. That actually, I would order that, I think. Okay, that sounds similar to what people have been texting in is the McGangbang. And what's this? This is where you take a double cheeseburger or a McDouble and you order a junior chicken. Uh Uh-huh. And then you take the top bun off of the junior chicken and you stuff that under the McDouble. (laughs) You basically get, you know, two meats, one chicken. I would love to... Ask for that at the drive-thru. Take two gangbangs, uh, large Coke. You can't afford that, sir. <laughs> I thought... I Please thought, pull ahead to the yellow line. We have to, we have to arrest you. Right. Uh, I thought when you said the McGangbang that it was going to be when, like, uh, McDonald's, Wendy's, and Harvey's oh. all get together for a night of passion. Boy, that is a trip to the emergency room. You know you what I think? Like, if you're going through three separate yeah. drive-thrus to combine to make one sandwich... <laughs> You I, may have a problem. Okay, let's figure this out. I, if it was uh, Wendy's, McDonald's, Harvey's, or you could even do Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. Right. Uh, I would certainly, on the Wendy's side of thing, have to add in a half pounder. Okay. Um, I would go with uh, Harvey's onion rings. Right. Uh, and then, of course, just uh, half of a Big Mac. Now, I think what I would do in this situation is is change that up even a little bit more. I'd probably go with, uh, like, if, if starting with maybe McDonald's, mm. start with, like, an Angus patty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendy's chicken is really good. Right. Uh, like, so put, maybe put a, a, a chicken sandwich somewhere in there. I like or it. Your spicy chicken is good, I like too. it. Right. And then uh, I might even put like Arby's in their smoked meat. Now you're bringing in this more than a gangbang. Yeah. Well, well oh, I guess yeah, everybody this. in. It's not just a threesome. Anybody can be in. <laughs> that is true. Then I'd cover it all with KFC gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, cardiac arrest imminent. <laughs> okay, we have to try that. You know what? One of these days, we will do that. <laughs> you got to call Dr. Tony Stone. Oh, back. yeah, 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 yeah. Get part of <laughs> you a, know that ride he was doing with all the healthy stuff? No, no, no. That's part, not why we need you. Part of a Whopper, which is great. <laughs> and then what did you want again from Arby's? Uh, like the smoked meat. Nice. And then the chicken from Wendy's, oh, from which Wendy's you like. On, yeah. And then and then uh, the, uh, any part of a Big Mac or a, 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 a quarter pounder right. would probably be good in there. Some onion rings from Harvey's covered in KFC gravy. Yeah, well, you can put some popcorn chicken in that, too. And That's a big root beer from A&W. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. Are they still offering liposuction? <laughs> I think they do. Uh, they've got the surf and turf. This is a double cheeseburger with a filet fish patty added in. And then there's an extra middle bun, so it kind of looks like a Big Mac. The surf and turf. Okay. Uh, if you were taking someone out for surf and turf, mm. and this is what you end up yeah. with. <laughs> You're probably not getting laid. <laughs> I would imagine no. The land, air, and sea. It's a Big Mac with two burger patties like usual, but also a filet of fish patty and a McChicken patty. Which part's the air? I guess the McChicken. <laughs> I know. Don't, I know. Don't let don't let the reality get in the way. Are you still doing your grocery shopping online? Did you kind of get into it and just never bothered going back to the grocery store? Um, people were asked about the annoying things of grocery stores and also the annoying things of uh, online grocery shopping. Certainly, I, I one who I'm in the grocery store every day. Uh, certainly, just dealing with the general public can be annoying. Uh, but people say, you know, long lines, people being slow. But then the stuff on the shelves and the stores, like, rearrange inventory. This is annoying. Right, yeah. You, know, you always knew where your Oreos were, and now they're gone. Uh, other carts in the way, uh, lack of stock, slow walkers. Oh, I, I love the old people. I want to be one one day, but <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> you, know you, you know you're slow. You're always in a rush, Sonny. That's your problem. Get in a slow lane. Uh, forgetting uh, something in your cart or uh, not picking up something and then getting home and realizing you forgot it. The unexpected item uh, in your bag. I don't know how that happens. Um, and indecisive shoppers. These are all things that kind of drive us crazy at the okay. grocery store. But then the, the online, it's not all Pleasantville either. And getting substitute items that you don't like. Oh, yeah. Items being out of stock or unavailable, missing items. Struggling to get a delivery slot or maybe not being able to get a delivery slot that's convenient. Trouble finding what you need online, not being able to easily browse for particular options, having to pay more than in the store. Uh, the items not being delivered in bags and the process taking way too long. Now, you went through a lot of online or curbside pickup. Early shopping. on. Yeah. yeah, early on, especially, you know, you're picking up things for, for parents and, and grandparents and that sort of thing. And, and that was just, it, it was good for them and, it, and and very convenient in that sense. But I agree with some of the frustrations mm. with it, with items not missing not, or not there, not available. Or, right. or And just, you know, although I probably saved some money doing it in the sense that uh, I didn't pick up extra items, mm. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't, you're not really sure what you want to have for dinner. You look for right. whatever's on sale. Right, right? sure. And you, you pick up daily specials. You kind of missed out on those. Yeah, I guess it's like real life. You order a peach, you pay for a peach, you don't always get your peach. Right. <laughs> Just happens. <laughs> Hoping to get a peach in here. Yeah, sitting there with an eggplant in your hand. <laughs> I have a general rule. Like, I, I do online shopping. Uh, you know, around Christmas time and such, or if I'm looking for a specific item that I can't find in the store, I, I will online shop. I'm not totally against it. But uh, when it comes to my food, I don't trust anybody, <laughs> uh, especially when I'm ordering takeout. Uh, you know, they say, all right, it'll be uh, 40 minutes, and then I'm already starving, and then three and a half hours later, he hasn't shown up, and I'm dead on the floor. So I'd rather order the food, speak to the person, and, and be specific if I have changes and things <sighs> I want taken. Don't you ugh me, Mr. Really? Picky Eater. Don't you ugh me. I am a picky eater. Yeah. And I, I full confidence in ordering it online, especially when it comes to something like a pizza. 
right? Like they have the app now that's available. Right. Uh, you pick your pizza, you yes. pick what crust or whatever, what sauces you want, mm-hmm. whatever toppings you can add, you can delete toppings, whatever you want. You can pick what side of the pizza it's going on. Yeah, but let's let's be realistic about how you order a pizza versus how I order a pizza. Right. You, I think you would go onto the app and go, meat pizza. It, there's no other thing. You if just I was ordering them. for just myself, right. but I'm ordering for four people and in then, the household, and they all have different needs, right. wants, and issues. And sometimes we do half on this and half on that. And you're spending nine hundred dollars in pizza because you're ordering everybody in their own individual pizzas. <laughs> no, not necessarily. You make you split it all up. You do half and half. That's, That's all what we end up doing. No, no. See, we as a family enjoy the same. Well, here's the thing, too. We uh, we like a lot of different things on our pizza, and I suspect that you guys like very specific small items. I, I guess, but like the. Kids might be just pepperoni and cheese and your meat and maybe Adrian's a couple of things. I mean, we're double this and that and but something the point on the being, side. I can still order it through that app and have that. Of all the things that we've kind of learned, and we have learned a lot of things through this, this whole last couple of years, there are some conveniences that mm-hmm. can be had. And what I like about it is once you order it, it used to be sometimes you make that phone call. And I, I will admit before this, I didn't like ordering online mm. because you were left in the lurch as to right. whether or not that went through. Right. right. I didn't talk to someone and let them know I wanted it, so I don't know whether or not they've got it. Right. Now, not only do they tell you they accept the order, they tell you when it's baking, when it's done, when it's in the car, where it is, and when it's come to your door. When the Uber Eats guy is having a piece of it. <laughs> That's right. It can't really be easy. <laughs> See, but my, my, my thing is, and, and this is what I think would drive you crazy, because you know we learned way back uh, about how they hump you at the drive through So you've ordered this pizza. You've said, I want just the meat pizza, but it shows up with tomato slices on it. You open the box. The driver's gone. Now what are you doing? At least with my way, when I call and a human being answers the phone, which, by the way, that means somebody's employed. I know you don't care about people working, but as long as you're not inconvenienced, although one day your children will be looking for a part-time job, and when all those jobs have gone to apps, there's no work for them. They'll be app developers. No, they won't be. You'll be the first one screaming, how come there's no jobs for my kids? All right. Okay, Um, so you're keeping the world employed. Much like when I go into the gas station and pay at the counter. (laughs) Me and my buddy Toby, he takes my cash, we have a nice conversation. So when I order food, I call, I tell them exactly what I want, and then I I don't even have to deliver it. I go pick it up, because then I can go in and say to the guy, hey, thanks for the pizza. Are you sure there's the anchovies on the side and not on the pizza? You see this type of thing. And they go, yes, it's on the side. You can go pick up after ordering through the app, too, you know. Yeah, but what's wrong with picking up the phone and just calling somebody? (laughs) I I don't don't get it. You're the first person. That's why you leave long voicemail messages. But Mm. at the same time, you say you won't answer the phone. Well, not if I don't know the name. I mean, your, your ego's so huge, you'll answer any call because you, you assume it's the president of the Los Angeles Kings on the line. Not only want you to do play-by-play, they want you to be the first-line center. Right. <laughs> it could happen. People are already uh, uh, taking bets on when this stuff will uh, start to really kind of melt away, and I see a lot of things like mid-April and that type of stuff by, right. by the time all this uh, disappears. But who knows? With the weather we have these days, you just never know. Right. Right? I mean, all of a sudden, by mid mid to late March, it could be plus 12, and, you know, you never know. Uh, and the big melt starts, yeah. and the big stink becomes that's, after that. <laughs> that's right. We find a lot of stuff. It's funny, when that big snowstorm hit on the Monday... We had had our uh, Christmas tree out on the front lawn, and uh, they were supposed to pick it up, I think, that that Thursday. and uh, Or, sorry, they were supposed to pick it up the beginning of the week. And by Thursday, I had called the city to say, hey, 
just want to make sure I'm still on the list and you guys are coming to get this tree. They go, oh, yeah, we're behind. Sorry about that. Uh, it'll be by Saturday at the latest. And I think Sunday it was still there. Wow. Then the snow hit. And now I can't remember if it was taken or if it's <laughs> under my snowbank. <laughs> I have a feeling it was gone by Sunday afternoon. But <laughs> or I might find a tree. You might find a new tree. Yeah. yeah. And by that point, it'll have roots. Yeah. I'll, I'll start my own Christmas tree farm right there on my front lawn. <laughs> so anyhow, we'll see. I'm sure many people are going to find many things. Like I, we know the story, of course, of our little uh, dog in his poo bucket at the side of yes, my house. Yes, right. It got buried. It's somewhere under the snow. We don't know how many. There's a cooler of poo somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So we'll find that in the spring. That'll be pleasant. But anyhow, <laughs> lots of stuff will be found in the spring, I'm sure. We had earlier this week the story of Neil Young demanding that Spotify remove his music if they chose to keep Joe Rogan because he said Spotify and Joe contribute to the spread of false COVID-19 information. And we know how most ultimatums typically go. Spotify did not side with Neil. <laughs> right. The company issued the statement, we want all the world's music and audio content to be available to users. With that comes great responsibility. We have detailed content policies in place, and we re- removed over 20,000 podcast episodes related to COVID since the start of the pandemic. We regret Neil's decision to remove his music, but hope he will uh, come back soon. So then uh, Neil issued his own statement yesterday on his website in the name of truth. He said, Spotify has recently become a very damaging force via its public misinformation and its lies about COVID. Most of the listeners hearing the unfactual, misleading, and false COVID information on Spotify are 24-year-old impressionables and easy to swing to the wrong side of the truth. I could not continue to support Spotify's life-threatening misinformation. And with that, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I, I think his heart's in the right place. Yeah, he, he's literally putting his money where his, his mouth is yeah. on that one because you know he had to thank his record label for supporting him in this decision because it's going to cost them yeah. as well. I, you know, I, honestly, the, the followers of Joe Rogan were probably not Neil Young fans. No. And it's not going to sway many, and I don't think Neil Young was you know raking it in through Spotify, but nevertheless... It's a someone sticking to his guns and his yeah. statement, and he's going about it. Good for him uh, for doing that. Yeah, you're, you're right. I can't imagine there's that many 24-year-olds who listen to Joe Rogan who are listening to Neil Young, and probably Spotify doesn't see a lot of Neil Young um, spins. So. Right. Yeah, he's done. It'll be interesting to see if other artists follow suit, but I, I highly doubt it because Spotify is really one of the main outlets for any of them to, to get their music to people these days. So. Right. Yeah, I was reading, uh, you know, our friend Dean Blundell had a, an interesting uh, uh, article on his uh, website uh, about, you know, Joe Rogan and his mm. kind of move from what he was, at one point when he started his podcast, he was right down the middle. Right. All right, and and kind of taking either side, and he he's kind of swayed much more right uh, as of late, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the pandemic, and, you know, putting on, and, and to the point where, and this is the problem that we're seeing all throughout this is that you know when you follow one side of your argument and mm-hmm. only one side, you, you kind of start to get jaded as to what's happening on the other side, mm-hmm. right? And you're, you're listening to only one side of things, and it's very difficult. Uh, you know, try to be as open-minded as possible. Listen to both sides of arguments and what happens. And when your message again, like this truck convoy, mm-hmm. gets piggybacked 
uh, by others. And, and it becomes, you know, I was just reading, uh, you know, a message from uh, the, uh, the one of the organizers, this Tamara Lich, you know, we talked about yesterday as part of this Maverick Party, to her credit. You know, in, in an interview with the CBC, she said, listen, we want to make sure that this is, you know, we're, we're against all mandates, but mm. this is still the truck convoy. Mm. Uh, and uh, and it's not uh, for fringe groups and terrorist groups mm. or, or ones who are at least promoting violence to be a part of this. They want to make sure that, you know, they're doing things organized, that every trucker that's in there has to check in with road captains that they have along the way, uh, and that they make sure that the people that are in there are actually part of their group. Right. And those that aren't, they want to make sure, especially if they're promoting violence, to get out. Smart way to handle things. I yeah, think. no, you're, you're right. And and we made the comment yesterday, you were one who was saying, you know, be very careful that you don't have these fringe groups attach themselves to your cause, because it's just going to make you look bad. And yeah, those are the some of the stories coming out, and I don't think it's a lot of people. Uh, the problem when we share information like this is immediately what happens, because I, I, can, I can sense listeners who are on the side of the truckers say, oh, here goes the media now trying to spin it to look like it's something bad. And right. we're just sharing the stories that are coming out. And yeah. there have been some white supremacy groups. There are others who would like to see in Ottawa what, what went down in January last year on Capitol Hill. Of course, it's a small group, but you can't. You can't just say, well, that's just that's just not happening. Well, yeah, there could be some of that talk out there happening. Definitely. And that's why this woman has stepped up to say what she said, because she's also hearing that information. Right. Yeah. So and, she's trying to stop it. Yeah. You know? and, and, and and smart. Listen, just stick, you, you're, you're allowed to protest. You're, yeah. You were allowed a, a peaceful protest. And that's what the truckers are doing. Yep. Uh, you'll see how peaceful it gets when when regular GTA traffic <laughs> gets upset about it. Yeah. A lot of hawking. It, you know what? Listen, it's all it's it's all good. They're mo- going to make their statement. Just make sure your message doesn't get clouded. Yeah, no, for sure. And the problem we have now, too, is even when you do share, like, facts and information with either side, we just don't want to hear it and won't believe it. So, right. you, you know, so there used to be a time when I could come to you and say, well, the sky is really pink. And you would say to me, well, no, here's why it's actually blue. And then I'd listen to your idea and i go, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. But nowadays, yeah. nope. It's pink. Well, and that's it, and that's all. And what's scary, what really is scary is is that people will use, uh, you know, they'll, they'll complain that certain things are biased, that mm-hmm. the other side is biased, mm-hmm. right? And the other side is wrong, and they're, and they're lying, right? But they'll do that by using things that are, are flat-out lies themselves, right? right? And, and, and it's just the extremism on both sides is what's really... You know, dividing yeah. the country on so many issues and dividing people and society, and it really is the scary part of it. Like you know, the, the numbers. I would, I would love to have a helicopter. Mm. Right? Let's get ahead. Let's get on top of this truck thing, and let's see how many there are. That's real numbers. Right? The, yeah. the actual number of it is what was, was something that's concerning now. How many is it? Ottawa's preparing for 2,000 trucks. Is it only 2,000, or is it going to be more? Is it, some are saying it's 50,000. That's a hell of a big gap between that number. But again, here's the problem in that, Lucky. We could get you that helicopter. You could go up there and take those photos, and if it's only 20 trucks, the the, the trucker side of it is going to say that's a false photo. Yeah, yeah well, and that's it. And, well, and then, you know, when I get people who are on the trucker side, I'm, I'm looking at who are are posting pictures of you know a rally in Toronto apparently from like last this past couple of days yeah. with no snow on the ground right, right? <laughs> and, and it's like well, well yeah. hang on a second yeah. people like you know make sure that you're not promoting 
your message by doing exactly what you hate, mm. and that is promoting fake information. We welcome back Dr. Tony Stone, Chief of Staff from Lake Ridge Health. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Uh, we're doing well, thank you. Yourself? I'm not too bad. Excellent. I'm, I'm good. Well, last we spoke, there was real concern as the new variant was uh, taking hold that the numbers in the hospital were really going to spike, and they did in uh, mid-January. Uh, some good news, I guess, uh, at Lake Ridge Health and that the numbers have started to decline with people in ICUs. Yeah, you know, and this variant uh, has actually created a bigger problem for the medical units than the ICUs, though the ICUs have been under pressure as well. Uh, and, the, and what's happened is since mid-January, our numbers have um, have come down. Uh, they're, I'm going to say they're coming down slowly. It's, it's a slow tail, but they're coming down. That's uh, that's always good news to hear that because we were, we were so worried. Uh, and, of course, all of these shutdowns were, were put in place and lockdowns to try and stem the numbers and, and capacity limits and, and really try and ease some of the strain that's on the hospital. But we've we've certainly seen that that's, that's continued on, correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing that uh, I'm not sure everyone understands, which is there's still significant pressure on hosp- hospital capacity all across um, Ontario, really. Really? There is, so, so we continue, even though things are uh, improving, the, the strain continues. The, the, uh, the amount of people showing up is still rather large. Yeah, so the two things. Uh, first of all, the, uh, you know, Omicron is so contagious that there have been a lot of outbreaks in settings like long-term care and retirement home. Mm. And um, when you have that, you can't discharge people back to those environments. And so you need to keep them and take care of them until such time as there's a, an appropriate place. The second piece is, uh, and, and you've probably heard about this, but health human resources. The people who we need in the hospital to take care of patients has been under enormous pressure. Right. Um, those, those things have created, um, have contributed to capacity challenges. Uh, but, non- but nonetheless, people are still getting, uh, um, an important subset of people are still getting Omicron and are getting sick enough to need to come to the hospital. And that's, and that's the people we want to we wanna, um, help and, uh, and talk about, I think. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Uh, talking with Dr. Tony Stone, Chief of Staff of Lake Ridge Health. And, and Dr., you know, with, uh, with testing and the kind of elimination of PCR testing for many groups uh, among the society, it's, it's left a lot of people to question, you know, am I just supposed to get it, stay at home, and deal with it? And is it okay to get it? When do I know when uh, I need to go to the hospital at this point? So let me separate that into a couple of, a couple of pieces. Okay. First of all, um, uh, what one of the one of the tricks in this conversation is to understand if you're low risk, moderate risk, or high risk. And um, and there are a whole bunch of criteria that, that we don't need to talk about this morning. But uh, but the the basics are important. Folks who are who are high risk, um, even if they're vaccinated, can still go on and their illness can progress and deteriorate to require hospitalization. Hospitals all across Ontario are still, you know, you, you've seen the numbers, right? There's still 4,000 people in the hospital mm, right. with, uh, with, uh, with Omicron. And, and what's, what's happening, and everyone would know that, uh, I'm thinking of the timeline here, it's almost two weeks ago that the federal government announced the antivirals are coming. And the antivirals, and people, and people who are at high risk, the antivirals, if you give them early, uh, very early, then they can reduce the likelihood of progression to hospitalization by 80 percent 
Just to be clear, are these antivirals, is this like the, the Paxlovid, the Pfizer uh, uh, treatment that we've heard of? Right. So, okay. so that's, that's, that's the main one. I mean, there are other treatments, uh, but that's the, the key one. And, that, and uh, you know, I think what's been happening is the feds have distributed across the provinces, and the provinces are all preparing, just as this one, as Ontario is, uh, to make that available to everybody in Ontario. And so how would this work then? So if you have somebody who's at high risk and they are starting to get the, the sniffles or a cough or a sore throat, we've got to get them in. We've got to get them to see a doctor or, or somewhere to get this medicine. Is this, is this what we're planning on doing? Yeah, that's the key. So, you know, of course, if, you, if, if you've got the sniffles and a sore throat, you're thinking, well, I just got a cold. It could be an Omicron cold, but you're not, you're not concerned. And certainly you're not thinking about going to the hospital. Mm. And we don't want that group to go to the hospital. What we've done here in Durham is we've set up these uh, clinics all across Durham, and there are 11 or 12 open now with more, more coming. These clinics um, will all be designed to uh, take all those, all those high-risk folks uh, and test them and, uh, and do a rapid turnaround. So, Because the key is that we want people to come early in the course of their symptoms, identify, and then get an antiviral started. And all that needs to happen within five days of mm-hmm first onset of symptoms okay, okay but this and but this again is for high-risk individuals correct right so there are uh, there are there are treatments also for people at moderate risk and and those can be prescribed by a uh, primary care doc they, they can also be prescribed uh by these clinics uh all across durham uh but the but the specialized treatments and you know the specialized treatments include the oral antiviral that includes the infusions and monoclonals, you, everyone knows about those, but the monoclonals are in quite short supply. So what's happening is is the system we built here will help us to identify everybody who's um, uh, high risk, who comes and gets a test, they're positive, uh, we then make sure we refer them to get the uh, oral antivirals very quickly. You know, doctor, what, what I'm always impressed with is that we, as we continue to battle through this and we see uh, both sides arguing about what to do and not to do, science very quietly carries on uh, coming up with answers to things. And we hope and we know and we trust that at some point the, uh, the, the medical uh, community will be able to say proudly, you can all stop fighting now. We've solved this. <laughs> you know what, uh, and and I think we've all heard, but uh, you know the path we're on, and it gives us a little hope that um, maybe by this summer, guys, we're going to be living life much more normally than we've been in the last couple of years. We can uh, certainly hope that, yes. Uh, doctor, one last thing before before we let you go. A- as we all know, uh, I- I'm a very giving uh, person, <laughs> uh, constantly giving to the community. Uh, and, and this weekend, I'm doing it once again. I- how I do it, I do not know. My back is sore from carrying the weight of the world. Right. Um, so I am riding a bicycle uh, around Royal Ashburn Golf Club, dead of winter, raising funds for laps for Lake Ridge Health. Now, it's for the cancer care. And I'm doing this with some uh, terrific other people. Uh, the Douglas Brothers, who uh, got me into this, they are they own... CRCS DKI, I, yes. Why I cannot remember it, I do not right. know. Well, because you're too busy with the weight of the world right. on your shoulders. That's right. true. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're avid bike riders. And, and I, uh, they ride a bike like most of us eat meals. Like three times a day they're on bikes. I haven't ridden a bike in years. Anyhow, that all aside, going to ride this bike around the, uh, the golf course. I'm hoping that with, you know, chief of staff and all, you have some pull. You would be able to have like a, a, an operating room on standby. <laughs> um, have... <laughs> 
uh, have only the best doctors and nurses awaiting my arrival because I'm sure to seize up somewhere around the 12th hole of this golf course on Saturday. Well, we will have a spot ready for you. Mind you, I'll be the one there with the knife, and I haven't done surgery in many years. <laughs> Just as long as you put the rye down before you before you start carving. All right, uh, doctor, thank you uh, once again. Anytime you want to join us to give us an update, we're, we're happy to be uh, a part of that and get the word out to Durham, and it looks like we're slowly moving in the right direction. Like turtles, we're getting there eventually. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. Can I put one last plug in yes. for all the listeners? Um, so we have, if you go to the Lake Ridge website, you will very quickly see on the opening page uh, how you access these clinics and where they are. So I want to just um, guide people to the Lake Ridge website. And then uh, so if you have the sniffles and you think you're at high risk uh, or moderate risk, please go to that, that page and then we'll, we'll help you navigate. Perfect. Thank you so much, doctor. Please take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There you go. Dr. Tony Stone, he's the chief of staff. My old job right. at, uh, at Lake Ridge Health. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.